Today on Clear Approach, we talk about where in the world I've been for the past two months, and then we follow up with glaucoma. All this and more coming up on the Mayo Clinic Clear Approach podcast, your home for aerospace medicine that matters. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's been way, way too long since we last were together. This is pretty much a one-person endeavor here at Mayo Clinic, and my life lately has been totally taken over by COVID and post-COVID syndrome, and just simply haven't had enough time to devote to the podcast to do a good job. But finally, I have some time, so I'm trying to treat this as a reboot of the series, and hopefully I'll be coming to you more frequently after this. That being said, I haven't been a total slouch. I was able to meet with my colleague Max Trescott from the Aviation News Talk podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to check out his podcast, I highly recommend it. He goes over a lot of important aviation-related themes, including safety and interesting news bits. He also has some great guests out there. I listened to this quite a bit when I was going through my initial training, and I still do. Anyway, we had an episode together where we talked about noise-induced hearing loss, otherwise known as sensorial neural hearing loss. Let's face it, we are in a hobby and or career that has a lot of loud noises in there, and it's really important that you protect your hearing. So I highly recommend that you take a listen to that episode. Fortunately, while I've not been on the airwaves recently, I have been up in the air. As you may remember, I recently finished my private pilot's license training, and I've been enjoying the skies with that privilege. I've had the chance to go up a few times with some of my family, including my wife, and fortunately, we haven't had one episode of vomiting yet. And I've gone onward. I've started my IFR training and have done a few approaches so far and also been in IMC. Oddly enough, I feel very comfortable in IMC. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I spent many years as a home um, before actually getting into a real cockpit, I spent many years as a home flight simulator enthusiast. And let's just say I'm very used to staring at all the gauges and instruments for hours at a time instead of the top half of my computer model. I also had the chance to transition from an Archer 3 into a Cirrus SR20. And let me tell you, that has been a great experience. It was pretty much love at first sight and first flight for me. The transition training has been quite a bit more robust than I initially anticipated. The systems are just so much more complex than what I've been used to in my early training, but I'm really enjoying all the bells and whistles and all the safety features that come with the aircraft. And no, I'm not getting any kickbacks from Sirius for saying that, but I will take a free airplane if they want to give me one. All right, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about glaucoma. So first of all, what is glaucoma? Glaucoma is a group of conditions that involves optic nerve damage. This damage occurs because of high pressure within the eyeball, typically. So in other words, there's too much water in the water balloon. Like passengers, glaucoma can come in a variety of different forms, some worse than others. The two most common and relevant forms are open-angle glaucoma and angle-closure glaucoma. So what is the difference between them? 
The big difference is how well the normal drainage systems for the eye work. In open-angle glaucoma, the drainage systems are somewhat working. However, in angle-closure glaucoma, the drainage system is significantly blocked, and this can lead to a rapid rise in pressure. Because of these differences, open-angle glaucoma tends to have a slow and stealthy onset, while angle-closure glaucoma is more progressive and can even be a medical emergency. So what does glaucoma feel like? Well, the answer is it depends. In open-angle glaucoma, again, the slower one, initially you start to have blind spots, primarily in the peripheral vision. And as things progress, the peripheral vision gets quite a bit worse, and then you develop what's called tunnel vision. For acute angle closure glaucoma, the symptoms can either be quickly progressive or come on like wind shear on final, aka suddenly. You can have severe headaches, pain, nausea and vomiting, blurred vision, halos around lights, and even eye redness. A couple of risk factors have been identified for glaucoma. This includes, of course, having already high eye pressure to start with. Other risk factors include being over the age of 60, being black, Asian, or Hispanic ethnicity, being really near or farsighted, and having a family history of glaucoma. This tends to run in families. There are also secondary causes of glaucoma, such as diabetes that's out of control, heart disease, hypertension, and using steroid eye drops for prolonged periods of time. So what really is the big deal about glaucoma? The big deal is that if it is left untreated, you can go permanently blind, which makes it very hard to be a pilot. And to prevent this from happening, it's very important that you get regular eye exams. And not just those eyeglass exams, but the ones where they dilate your eyes and you can't see for the rest of the day. If glaucoma is found, there are treatments that can be done, usually involving medications, but sometimes even involving surgery and cool laser beams. All right, so now for the FAA. Let's just answer the big looming question first. Yes, you can fly with a diagnosis of glaucoma. But like with any medical condition and flying, there are some things that need to be done to make sure that you are safe. Basically, in order to fly with glaucoma, the FAA needs to know that your vision is okay and meets the standards, and that your treatment is stable with no side effects. There also needs to be minimal risk for any sudden incapacitation of your vision, say, on a transatlantic flight to Copenhagen. In order to answer these kinds of questions for the FAA, there are several requirements that need to be met, and these are spelled out in the CACI worksheet for glaucoma. CACI, spelled C-A-C-I, is short for conditions AMEs can issue for, and there is one for glaucoma, as well as several other medical conditions. Now, you can actually find this online, and it's available to the public. But let's just go through that list really quickly for all of you out there who can't just jump on a computer. And yes, I'm talking to you, John. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. The first requirement is that your treating eye doctor, what's called an ophthalmologist typically, will need a sign-off stating that your glaucoma is well-controlled and stable. And of course, this being a government program, there is a specialized form for this noted as the 8500-14. The next requirement is they have to be over the age of 40. When's the last time you heard it was good news if you're older? But this is one of those rare scenarios. Glaucoma is typically a condition that affects older individuals, and someone under the age of 40 with glaucoma raises concerns for a secondary cause. 
So you can't be khaki qualified if you have glaucoma under the age of 40. The next requirement is that you either have to have open angle glaucoma, ocular hypertension, glaucoma suspect, or definitively treated angle closure glaucoma, and definitive treatment means things like surgery or laser therapy, in order to qualify. The next requirement is that you can't have any documented nerve damage, and you can't have undergone a special procedure called a trabeculectomy. And yes, I had to repeat that word about 15 times before I got it right. The next requirement involves medications. Several medications are available to be used for treatment of glaucoma. Many of these involve eye drops. There are also, though, some oral medications that can be used. For most patients, you can be khaki qualified if you're using eye drops for treatment of glaucoma. However, there are two unique circumstances. One, combination eye drops are not acceptable. Also, if you are using myotics, such as pilocarpine or psychoplegics, otherwise known as atropine, you can't be khaki qualified. The reason for this is that these drops can severely affect night vision in some pilots. Also, you cannot be khaki qualified if you are using any of the oral medications for treatment. Naturally, you can't have any medication side effects. As for eye pressure itself, you must be less than 23 millimeters of mercury in both eyes in order to be khaki qualified. And finally, there can be no evidence of any visual field deficits or other visual abnormalities. If you can meet all of these things that I just mentioned, then you can be khaki qualified. And again, that means that an AME can provide you a medical certificate at the time of your examination. Now, what if you can't meet these requirements? That's okay. That's what special issuance is for. In that scenario, instead of giving you a medical certificate at the time of your examination, the AME will send your file as well as any necessary documents to the FAA for review. And if they think that you are safe to fly, they will give you a special issuance medical certificate. Typically, this special issuance certificate will have very unique requirements in order for you to maintain a current medical certificate going forward. Now, if this sounds very foreign and rare to you, Fear not, special issuance certificates happen all the time. In fact, the majority of the pilots that we see here at Mayo Clinic are under special issuance. So with that, what is the takeaway point about glaucoma? It's that you need to have your eyes regularly checked. It is far easier to get a medical certificate for adequately treated glaucoma than trying to get a certificate while being blind. And no, there is no instrument rating for glaucoma. Well, that's it for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed this reboot, and I promise I will be back before 2023. As always, don't forget that this podcast is an offshoot of our Mayo Clinic Clear Approach service. This is a digital teleconsulting service where if you have a question about your flying and your health, you can log on to mayoclinic.org, search for Clear Approach, create an account, and send our team of aviation medical examiners your question. And typically, we'll get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. Until next time, this is Dr. Van, your medical co-pilot, wishing you great flying and even better health. <music>